Dice the ditches and burn, burn through the witches. Through the witches. <laughs> it's the four one three. Let's tell everybody. Listen to our show. It's a Tuesday night. You've got nowhere else to go. And we're on. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 413 Podcast. I am Eric, and I'm here joined with the other PCB boys. Hello, everyone. Yo. Hello. Hey. As per usual, we've got Bill, Andy, Jared. We're all here, and we are the the eve of Halloween. Mm-hmm. All Hallows Eve. <laughs> um, and tonight we are doing sort of a part two of our episode from last week where we talked about costumes and candy. And this is sort of the other important things to go along with Halloween. And tonight we're talking about some of our favorite films to watch around the Halloween season. And oh, we're also scary. talking about playlists what do we like to listen to and we're actually going to form a playlist this evening for you all the listeners so you can catch it on spotify and play it during one of your halloween parties uh, hopefully your halloween party only lasts about 42 minutes because i'm pretty sure that's as long as our playlist will last <laughs> oh you're being generous we'll, today yeah, ho- hopefully we'll provide you with a good one um i don't want to um take any more time than we need to getting this kicked off so we're going to go around um, from the bottom up, our top three. Um, we'll each do one film at a time until we count down to our sort of favorite or most watched around this time. And then we will go into formulating our playlist. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start alphabetically this evening. And we're going to go to Andy with your number three pick for Halloween films. Or films to watch around Halloween. Yes, because this is a movie you don't want to watch in the summer. (laughs) Because you'll never go in the water again. So I always watch it around this time. Jaws. Oh, yeah. It's scary as hell. And it's even worse if you watch it in the summer. And I love this movie so much. I watch it several times. In the cold winter months, absolutely, especially worry, around There's Halloween, lots of stuff that can kill you. I love uh, it's true. going to the Cape on Halloween and swimming and <laughs> looking for great white sharks. So yeah, this movie's terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I on definitely, Halloween. I definitely uh, vibe with this film. Um, I, and I think what's important to mention is I feel like any and all horror movies kind of go along with Halloween. It's mm-hmm. kind of the time of spookies and spirits and all things that kind of get your heart racing. So um, definitely fair game regardless of the season. So great pick with uh, kicking it off with Jaws. I jump so much in that movie too. Like I jump scare for oh my God. like, you know, Disney movies. But for Jaws, I'm just just out of my seat like half the movie. 
Do you feel like heck? Yeah, I mean, Vin watched came down when I was watching it in the middle of the night one night, and he was like, "What are you watching?" And I was like, "Oh God, Jaws." Let me put you back to bed. And then he's like, kept coming down, and he said, "I want to see, I want to see the shark eat somebody." So I fast forwarded to the end, and then the next day, he told my wife, Caitlin, "Mom, I had a dream about a shark eating somebody with a lot of blood." And she was like, "That was terrible," and I was like. Yep, I'm not a bad dad. Totally just a nightmare. <laughs> you didn't interrupt me watching Jaws in the living room. You just watched all the films back to back, right? I did, yeah. I I, uh, I watched them back to back starting in October again. Um, I marathoned them. And I was like, by the time you get to the end, Jaws 4, you're like, this is this garbage. And then you're like, you know, I got to watch Jaws 1 again just to cleanse the palate to remember how scary these this movie actually is. Can you make a Bruce with the teeth being candy corn? Hmm. Ooh, maybe. You know, that, that might maybe. be a project for the kiddos. That is scary. <laughs> um, all right. Great, great start. Um, we're going to kick it over to Bill with your number three. Absolutely. Okay, so this one... Um, that's a good story about Vin because around his age is when I saw this movie home alone on a rainy October night. Um, it's 1973's the exorcist. Ooh, this movie Ooh. to this day scares the bejesus out of me. <laughs> I am frightened by this. One of the coolest thing the, the, um, the poster with the street light, and uh, I just absolutely love this movie. Uh, don't look at crucifixes the same way. Yep. Uh, I definitely have had many uh, drunken night that the bathroom kind of looked like her room after um, <laughs> being served a little Ooh, too much. That's no good. <laughs> yep. That is that is one scary. Movie. It is so scary, right? Like I, yeah, I still can't watch it. I don't know what I was thinking. It was like seven. The VCR was there. The movie was there. Dude, same same boat for me with The Exorcist. I watched it way too young. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. It fucks you up for the rest of your life, right? Like Well, here's what here's what this the saving grace, and I hope that someone else can can work with me on this. Is mm. that um not too long after I watched the parody version of that movie devil in a blue dress with Leslie Nielsen. Yes. And <laughs> that film sort of like made it right with me. So that is I true. will say that as scary as the exorcist was, was watching that, when I think about watching the exorcist out. now, I always think about like funny scenes from that film instead. So 100%. it kind of, um, but it, what, what's funny is that I, I think it took until the, what, like the mid two thousands, before they started going back to like really doing a lot of exorcism, exorcism yeah. films. Yeah. I still don't think I've seen, Oh no, that's not true. But, um, also the, the spider thing uh, is the most frightening thing when, when she bends over, uh, backwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't like that. Don't yeah. like, don't like it stairs is. anymore. Maybe. I don't just don't like anything anymore. I don't like anything. <laughs> you know what it is though? It's, it's the practical effect, mm, you know, like, yes, CGI and it would look kind of corny absolutely, and it wouldn't be as scary. And oh, it's like, I could probably find a way now to make, make it look. Movies so much better. 
and I could reason it out, be like, hey, no, this is all all, all CGI. It's fine. This can't happen. Yep. Yeah, so Exorcist is definitely my third pick. Nice. Um, all right, I'm going with a film um, that I actually just watched like an hour before the podcast. Ooh. Um, uh, and call me crazy, and I know that when people talk about Halloween, um, Salem is a big, a big topic of conversation. We live in Massachusetts. You know, Salem's it. always there. Witches, goblins, ghosts. But I think it's all a lot of hocus pocus from 1993. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal um, pick. It's a Halloween it's, classic. It's a great. It's a great. I mean, I will say that there are a lot of uh, continuity issues in this film, and I could probably <laughs> rip it apart. Um, I mean, there yeah. are none. Yeah, where are the it's witches? Perfect. The continu- I've watched it. Vin has watched it almost every day this month. There is no continuity issue. Awesome. Not one. Well, they're from the the sixteen nineties, and they don't know what a lighter is yet. There's a lot of jokes about um, Bette Midler pretends to be a police officer mm-hmm. um, and she knows how to work a microphone. I, I would just say that there are <laughs> there are some issues with continuity. She's worldly, dude. Exactly. She just yes. she picks things up quickly. She saw the guy singing Absolutely. into the mic and she just yeah. knew. She knew it. Um, I, I will say uh, kind of a tough film with, with the... Um, with the cast, if Sarah Jessica Parker is the hot one in this film. <laughs> Dude, hard agree, say. man. Like, I think she should be in a zombie oh, movie. Oh, I, I, you know, I got a soft spot for Sarah Damn. Jessica Parker. <gasps> I know. I think you got a hard spot for Sarah Jessica Parker. I was going to say, when you said that it was, you know, a tough movie, I was going to say, yeah, when the cat dies in the end, every time I'm like, I know it's coming, and I'm like... I got tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh, Zachary, Zachary Banks. Wake up, man. Wake up. <laughs> well, and and I think we talked about her before. Um, uh, Vanessa Shaw is also um, in this film as the young Allison. And um, yeah, she's kind of the babe, but I couldn't really look at her in that that form yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Back no. then I was like, yeah, she's a babe when I was like 10 watching it. Now I'm like, um, I'm only focused on uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, um, the, the problem was uh, when you were ten, I was like thirty. So, uh, yeah, so I was, was never, I was uh, see, once like, again. No. I mean, I still watch it to this day, and I'm like, "Hello, ladies!" Like if they were like, "Hey, you want to go get a drink?" I'd be like, "Absolutely, let's do this." But don't take me to Salem because really? I'm afraid. Fucking here, oh, would it be Hocus Pocus? Would you offer them a witch's brew? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get my soul taken, you know, but I mean, yeah, I I love the movie. I always, I've been waiting for Hocus Pocus too. Like, when's that going to come out? Mm Hmm. Hopefully soon. Exactly. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just like a good, it's a good film to watch with the kids. It's good to play in the background. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got good humor in it, and I lo- I just love that it takes place in Salem, um, in a way that's like not so um, it's not the Crucible, you know. It's it's a little bit more lighthearted, and um, yeah. What well, w- the funniest confused, part though. is it's been a while since I've watched it. So at the be- very beginning of the movie, 
I'm like, Andrea, can I just say that this movie is fucking terrifying in 4K because look at how bad they look. She's like, no, 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 that's the makeup. They're supposed to look old in the beginning because they need the child's soul before they look young again. I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Then they like, then they, then they all had the young faces again. I'm like, okay, I just thought that we had really bad cameras back then and everyone looked really good, but nope. Uh, it was just uh, a plot plot issue, not a not a filming issue. So, anyway, um, Jared, go ahead and give us the number three. Uh, Ernest scared stupid. Love it. Ooh, I thought that was gonna be your number one. <laughs> yeah, how is that not number King one? Marty, Earth the kit. Oh, not there yet. It's gonna be one. The villain still gives me nightmares to this day. The troll, troll. still to this day. I. I Creepy. There's just a little guy, I'm sure. There's somebody but running it's around like in there. You, well, he's got two noses, right? <sighs> I just don't, don't want to talk like about that. it. Yeah. Big, weird earlobes, and then it gets all, like, snotty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel I attacked. It's, it's the only Ernest movie that <laughs> is truly scary. Like, I watched it as a kid thinking I was going to laugh, and then I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, the troll. Uh, Ernest he, uh, Saves Christmas kind of scared me, too. They're all kind of scary. Yeah, but yeah, let, let me remember. It's, it's been intense. a little bit since I've watched it. Can anyone fill me on some? I, the things that I remember that uh, those troll things turn the kids like into stone or something mm. into like little wooden yeah figures. Wooden, wooden figures yeah. and then collects them tiny wooden figures um, and also there's something about Brussels sprouts where like. They think the that pods that drop the, down. Yeah, they hard. look like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Yeah. Which are also very terrifying. A hundred percent. And delicious. But I mean, in the end, Ernest does save the get day. Thirty three percent. So it's nothing to be too scared about. Yeah, I mean, we can we can all live, I'm sure, after watching that one. Um all right. We're going to the next round then. Uh, back to Andy, uh, number two. It's it's a classic. You know, you gotta watch it in October, and that's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, oh. yes! It's so campy uh, great choice. and so ridiculous. It's just it's just so good. Like, I just love. I just the like. I mean, to describe it is is crazy enough. Like, I mean, the fact that they. It's just they turn people basically into cotton candy so they can drink them. One. Wicked oh scary. And it's just like every time I always laugh when he said the sheriff says, What you boys gonna do with them pies? <laughs> you do like to I say do. that line. It's, a, it's just oh God, I I would just I mean, a part of me doesn't want them to remake it because I'm afraid they'll ruin it, but another part of me does because I just want to see it. No. No, you can't touch this masterpiece. No, yeah, I agree. I, I do want to say I appreciate that Spirit of Halloween bought the rights to sell merchandise this year, and they had um, tons of costumes. They had props. They had T-shirts, and they had um, like actual uh, statues of some of the clowns, like Shorty. You could buy like a Shorty, like a full-size like Shorty statue. Whoa. Um, I don't know if it moved or was it animatronic or something, but... I don't like that. No. Um, yeah. What's but it going to do? It was kind of great to to see there was this 
big push for this horror franchise because they don't have a for ton. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like they've got like lots of other franchise things, but they've got Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, which are are the big ones. Um, they've got you know some some Scream stuff and you know some uh, Chucky stuff, but Killer well, Clowns made a big comeback. Warner Brothers, is that one of them? It's like probably pretty stingy with a lot of their stuff. They just want to charge a ton of money to use it. Nobody wants to pay. Yeah. But clowns um, with mohawks. Oh, when he awesome. makes the the shadow puppets and then it's the like the big monster and then he oh, eats the, the people puppets. with it. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, I just mm-hmm. there's something about a B horror movie that I just love. It just it's like low budget. You know what? Low quality. The best. People find clever ways yeah. to do stuff. But the best, the best B horror movie, My Girl. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> look how he's looking. <laughs> he can't see without uh, his glasses. Uh, Tear jerker till the end. That one. Tear jerker. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Till the end. Uh, speaking of jerkers, Bill, the number two choice. Yo, are right, you want a B movie? I got a, a B that's like crazy, man. Okay, so 1999. This is all the rage. Uh, this has been spoofed all the time. And during Halloween, this is the best time to watch it. The Blair Witch Project. Oh, shit. So the scariest thing for me back in <laughs> back watching this was I halfway through the movie, they run out of cigarettes. <laughs> and I audibly gasped. I was like, no, what is going on here? The How most you get that far away from the car. Right, exactly. The most wholesome part of the movie was they found a cigarette at the, the bottom of the backpack. And I was like, okay, this is... There you go. Maybe it's not as scary. Oh. Yeah. Um, this also may have been tainted that like the next day I was going camping. So, um, yeah, <laughs> this movie... Uh, did I you still watch it, it get, uh, reminiscent of being scared like the first time, like thinking, you know, like, oh, man, this was found footage. And then realizing that it no, that was just a marketing ploy. Well, it was well, clearly I, a marketing I, ploy because they would say this was found footage. And then they would say next on MTV, the cast of the Blair Witch Project. And you'd be like, um, what? <laughs> well, but before that, though, Andy, like, so what I found I think there's there's a lot of information about this and I'm not good. I'm not like a, a, a strong study on this or anything, but so this came out and was filmed what like ninety eight, ninety nine, yep. something like that. Yeah. And you've got so that's like a big a big point in time, like a big upswing for the internet. Mm-hmm. Right. So like there's been found footage films in horror for quite a bit of time. Cannibal Holocaust, you know, there's other there's other films, but this was the first that had that internet marketing ability. And so there was a lot of like, they created like real profiles for these people to make them seem like they were real. So like it really took that found footage aspect to another level. And I think that this was like, this movie was all about marketing and that's what made it scary. Like you went to see it and it's a lot of like dead blank time. There's only like two or three scenes that are really terrifying, Mm -hmm. but and that's the, fa- the fact that you're going in behind all this marketing that's telling you that these people really lived, they're real people, and they're missing, and this is footage that was actually found, like, turn this 
movie on its head. So like absolutely brilliant job and was was a game changer, I think, for this style of horror and just horror in general. I think it really did make a big impact with um, how they were going to like play this out, um, you know, in future films. Yeah, definitely that you could find like, I mean, that's when you're watching, you know, like um, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, you can be like, all right, there's so many funny deaths in this that, you know, yeah, this is a big joke. But if you're like way over the top. Yeah. Like, oh, snap, this is a real person like that kind of kind of sobers you up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I sure. saw it in the theaters. It was definitely a good. I liked it. I yeah. remember um, I went with my uncle Ray and my cousin Greg, because my uncle Ray was like, "Nice." Basically, didn't believe the hype on it and was like, "Do you want to see it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I want to see it. Looks good." And he's like, "Greg, you want to see it?" My cousin Greg's like, "Sure, hell, yeah, we'll go." And we went, and my uncle Ray, I don't yeah. think really liked it, and I was like, "No, this is not a bad movie." Hmm. But it was a good story. Yeah, it was a fun story. It was a fun movie about cigarettes, if I recall correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. uh, I'm going uh, with number two for me. This is a classic in the grand sense of the word classic. Um, The zombie genre in general has become so popularized in modern day with the walking dead. Um, but this was again, one of the more kind of OG versions of this, uh, George Romero classic. It's black and white. Um, it's got a lot of actual, um, I think wise choices that this had a real, um, I guess, uh, statement. Um, this was one of the first like, black leads in a horror movie and it was the real like it it was such a moment of um building up which would later become the anti-hero in a film in a way that i felt like um really carried the movie and created a lot of good tension and just fear of humanity Mm -hmm. in the sense that there were all these other beings but uh 1968's Night of the Living Dead um is a really great film. Um it's great to watch around this time. Um it's super uncomfortable mm-hmm. and doesn't have a happy ending. No. And like I said, there's no hero in this film. Um and it's it's just a great one. Um and I think what makes it even more scary, and I watched it last year around this time, is that the the sense of claustrophobia and yes. i think this is at a time where we all were quarantined and a lot of times in the house uh more often than we wanted to be and so i think that the boarding up the windows and the zombies outside is sort of a good uh reference to kind of our modern day or at least at that time so um yeah night of the living dead great film and uh i can watch it for the rest of my life every year and not you know, not be bored with it. Great choice. Yeah. This is one of my favorite, one uh, one of my favorite movies. I think like uh, top 15 favorite movies of all time. I I think it was brilliant. And like you said, like that, the cast is amazing. Uh, Yeah. I really like that pick. It's, it's a great movie and it's, it's, 
it's amazing in black and white. I mean, when they tried to redo it in color, it just, it doesn't have the same scary aspect. It loses something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause they, cause they really had to focus on character development and not CGI and other things. Shoestring. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very low budget. And George Romero, I mean, his name is is synonymous with some of the greatest like horror films of all time. So, um, you know, this was one of the early on ones, and uh, he went on to do a lot of other great works. But Night of the Living Dead will always be, I think, the the top spot. Hard to beat. Twenty eight days later, sorry, you're taking a back seat. <laughs> All right, uh, going on to Jared for number two. Well, how about Ghostbusters? Classic. Nice. <laughs> Top 10. Love it. I mean, Halloween for sure. That's a year rounder. Definitely. Definitely. Well, it depends if you're f- afraid of no ghosts or not. Very I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Ghost. As we as we learned last week, Andy should be afraid of ghosts because he has no ghost catching potential. He's the fry cook. Yeah, Andy's the fry cook at Burger King. He's got the visor, but no spatula. <laughs> it's all just burning on the on the grill. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, that is a great movie. Oh, I watch it all year round, um, especially in October. Got to bust it out. Got to watch it. It's just too good. Mm-hmm. So many great one-liners. Um, favorite film of the franchise? Oh, yeah. First one. Yeah, the yeah. first one, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the second one, Although you had an NES more, controller, but... Yeah. Statue of Liberty walking, but... So, so forgive me. That's I want the subway one, right? Yes. Yeah, number two yeah, was under the subway. Yeah. yeah. Was uh the placenta looking stuff and the painting and Yeah. Yeah. It was a- okay. It's been it's been a while. I'll be I, I love Ghostbusters as a kid. Um it's been a while since I've seen the films. I have not seen there's first a new one, one coming out. Pretty regularly. Second one, not it's been no. a little bit. Uh, the first one know, you get stay puff Marshmallow Man though. Stay puff, yeah. Yeah. So I mean gotta. <laughs> That's an automatic win right there. Yep. No Dana. Only Zool. That's yes. right. You know, and Bill Murray, he's walking around with drugs because, I mean, he drugs her and then he calls his friends to tell him how he had a drugger because she was floating. And it's like, whoa, creep, walking around with going on a first date with that? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yo, I didn't actually think about that. It's I mean, I've watched him like, like, a times, So it's like you overanalyze it, but then you're like, because you know it's a plot point. No, that's not overanalyzing. Like, oh, wait a minute. Freaking creep. What do you do with that? Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> and uh, so quick question. This one um, was, was it written by Harold Ramis who also starred in this? Or was he the director? Uh, it, yeah, it was written. Harold Ramis, wasn't it? Right? Yeah. It was yep. Harold Ramis and uh, someone else, though, who was started it. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Right? They both wrote Ghostbusters 1. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Correct. So I wonder who 
you know who's writing the new film? Hopefully Dan Aykroyd. I, I feel like he had a part and in it. And a Ouija it, board. I feel like they had something and they could never get everybody on board. It was Bill Murray holdout. And then Murray was the holdout because of Ghostbusters 2. Because they were... They were told it was going to be one movie, and then when they signed up for it, the studio wanted to change it and make it more cartoony. And he and the original script. Whoa! Got, what was cartoony some, about Ghostbusters too? I mean, that was a serious the movie. When they had it out, so yeah. they could probably pull stuff from that. I'm sure. The cartoon was dope. So no, this I was mean, directed. The whole ending they were in general hard with stuff for a while. So directed by the great Ivan Reitman, who did mm. some of our. I don't know, pretty pretty excellent films, but um, did Meatball, Stripes, um, oh, Twins, yeah. which is one of my favorites. Love Twins. Uh, Kindergarten Twins Cop. Uh, lo- lots of good films in here. So um, Wow. Yeah. Uh, a who's who of awesome movies. <laughs> pretty excited that he, he was uh, part of this film. Um, yeah. Uh, it seems like lots of Bill Murray and then lots of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So props to him. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Some good friends. A twins is probably. Let's uh, not get off on a twins tangent though, because I freaking love twins. I mean, that could so. be Halloween. We're gonna talk about Take twins tonight. It's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna actually put twins in the old VCR over here while we do the rest of the episode. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. Um. All right. That's. Wrapping up round two, right? We're on the last. That's right. Last choices here. Okay. Andy, um, number one. Andy, give it to us. This is a movie everybody watches on Halloween, and it is Halloween, the first. Ah, yes. Best movie. Definitely top five movies all time for me. I absolutely love this movie. Oh, it's it's because he's it's Michael Myers. He's a killing machine. It's there's no way it's to stop. It's fucking him. frightening. It's just, oh god, it's so scary. It's just that so mask. Scary. Uh, everything about it, the music, everything about just a this movie. Mask, right? And he doesn't chase just, anybody. He just he walks. He's so there, motherfucker. I'm just gonna give a quick plug. Um, my other podcast, the Real Thrills podcast, just released our Real Halloween Thrills. episode uh, tonight. So if you want to know more about the film and get a little bit of our insight on there, you can catch the Real Thrills podcast on Spotify and we will talk through the movie of Halloween. But excellent point, Andy. It's the... It's one of the most sort of psychotic killers in the history of horror. And at a very early time, 1978, this film came out. Um, and I, I was actually watching an interview recently that I thought was kind of interesting is that um, they asked John Carpenter, like, what did you think of Rob Zombie's version of this film? Mm. And he basically said that he thought Rob Zombie kind of fucked it up. Because Rob Zombie talked too much and tried to get too much into the backstory of Michael Myers. And the whole appeal of Michael Myers is that it's a mystery. He's just a fucking savage. Yeah, there's no wh- reason. Why? For yeah, there's no rhyme or reason for what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he eating a dog in the film? Like he just is because he's fucked up. Yeah. Yep. 
Exactly. So I, 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 I am glad I, I saw that um, from John Carpenter specifically because in our podcast, I talk a lot about like, I feel like I want to know more about who Michael Myers is and why is he so fucked up? And it's like, maybe that's what the real magic is maybe of the I whole that's, film. That's the point of the movie. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. You well, don't, you don't know. You don't the want the scary aspect of it. That's, you know? Yeah. What there's is going on wonder. through his head? Yeah. What is it? And it's, there's nothing there, you know? And when they, they did Halloween two, the one that came out last year. You know, that's basically what they went back to. Like, hey, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just. They a did killer. all the work in the first one, so now they can just go back to whatever they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, uh, I'm. Say, hey, here's one that has that, and then. And, and they probably discuss it more and do whatever. They discuss it more in the later films, but like, why is he chasing Laurie Strode? Like, what is. Why is he so fixated it on gets her? All, they, you know what, though? They screw it up, and then they try to be like, oh, she's related to him, when it's like, at the end of the day, what made Halloween scary wasn't that she was related. It was that that random act. Like, yes. He was killing people what seemed like randomly, and it's a movie, so we know it's planned, but it was random, and then he randomly came upon her and the kids she was nannying and babysitting for, and that was it, and that's why it's so scary, because... You're hoping he's going to avoid them because he seems to be on a random path of destruction, and he they just they happen to collide their paths. Zigged when you should have zagged. Exactly. All right, great, great choice, great watch, and uh, I did mention one thing I wanted to say is that like I don't think that. There's a Halloween that goes by that you don't think about Michael Myers. And if that doesn't tell you that someone really like killed it and nailed it with a film, um, then I don't know, go back and go back and check it out. This, this will change. I think this season and this, uh, holiday forever for you. If you've never seen Halloween, hundred percent. All right, Bill, number one. My number one is from 1996. <gasps> Wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I can't guess it. Never mind. I thought I did. Okay. Um, so I really enjoyed uh, your pick, Eric, of Hocus Pocus. But I'm going to bring it to the 90s. That was in the 90s. That might have been from the 90s also. <laughs> 93. <laughs> uh, well, three years later, we get goth because I'm bringing out The Craft. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah, the Craft. Oh, Yo, The Craft changed my life bad. for the better. This movie was a banger. This is just every Halloween I got to watch this. This I just uh, everything about this movie just uh, it, the time period in my life for this just hits every level. So uh, yeah, um, the gothest of the girls, they're witches. They take over uh, the high school. Uh, you know you things you get like fucked this, up. Bill? No way. Yeah. I, no way. This movie is amazing, though. It, it, it kind of like rips off the shadow, though. I mean, because the girls I've never seen the shadow, with their so mental I, powers, and it's. I feel like it's. A little I believe bit the shadow off. rips off 
Yeah, Andy, crap. stop being a hater. <laughs> I, hey, listen, when I was in high school, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. I was big into Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was like, that movie's oh, yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And then when I got older, I mean, I still, I watched The Craft like a couple years ago and I was like, oh, this wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as I remember. But then when I rewatched Buffy, I was like, that movie holds up. Christy oh, yeah. Swanson, so Luke Perry. We yeah. have Paul Rubens, Donald Sutherland. Agreed. It's not on anyone's list. I know that for sure, but a good call out for that one. Andy Buffy, the Vampire <laughs> yeah. Slayer. But yeah, the craft is one. Um, been a while Bruce since I've seen though. it. I mean, come on now. I thought you come were going to say of the faculty. Which one's the one where like the faculty are? Yeah, there. Um, well, there's the faculty and disturbing behavior. Both came out around the same time about like high school aliens. Mm. Or, or deserving behavior was yeah, like yeah, yeah, okay. they had this like weird rage issue, um. But yeah, uh, a lot of machine. yeah, a lot of high school. Uh, yeah, definitely that was a time like the it. mid to late nineties is a lot of times about um high school shenanigans and weird shit happening. When you first said nineteen ninety six, Bill, I was thinking Idle Hands, but I think that came out later. But also <laughs> another funny. great Halloween movie to watch. <laughs> Idle Hands. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. It's it, once again would, like would, the movie Halloween movies are the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they had a hundred percent. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think it had a, I think it had a pretty big budget. What well, oh, Devin shit. Sawa had Seth probably. Green in it. I mean, it had some big names. I mean, I love Seth Green, but not I mean, the they're time, not paying though. him millions to be doing a movie. Uh, I mean, he did Austin Powers. I think at that point, can't hardly. Yeah. Wait. He, yeah, he, he was was money. Devin Sawa, I think, had started the Final oh, Destination films at that point. So they had some big, big, pretty big names. Yeah, that's a price tag, dude. I mean, but this is the nineties. Um, We're not talking about the prices that they are getting paid nowadays. Who was the Jessica? I'm sure, what, it's still uh, something. What Michelle Geller? No, no, no. But oh, who is the Buffy. the lady, <laughs> the the babe from uh, Idle Hands? Um, oh, God, brunette. I'm never going to remember that. Hold on, everyone. Right. Listeners, we apologize. Yeah. We, need to get, we need to get this one in the books. Good Jessica Alba. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the budget was $4.2 million. So, yeah, pretty fairly low budget. Yeah. I mean, but not shoestring. I mean, I mean, if you guys are saying these guys are hauling down some big paychecks, which I still don't think they were. I feel like, because I feel like in the 90s, movie stars weren't making the crazy amounts we hear about today. Like they Back were making. Back in my day. Some of them probably were. Well, the craft had a so. $15 million Ish. budget, so. Made worth every penny. Not the same numbers, Andy, but maybe. Well, and it had a it had a young Nev Campbell in it, right? And then she yeah, went on absolutely. to like be a scream queen. So. Yeah. Yeah, good call out there. Oh, and it's Ski Ulrich in it, who also went on for Scream as well. So they took a lot of yeah. the, the cast it, of this film. It was a screening. No, The Craft was, was a quality, quality movie. I, th- I think y'all are underrating The Craft. It had great special effects, too. Once again, practical special effects. I mean, they were great. Yeah. Absolutely. Had class conscience in it yep. for a little bit. For a good ball. Um, yeah. Great movie. And uh, Robin Tunney, I had a crush on her, not going to lie. Um, I'm trying to think of what, uh, she was in something that I think really 
uh, Empire Records. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. And Encino Man. And the Craft. Encino Man. She was the babe in Encino Man. Oh, was she? <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was the one. Encino who, Man is just a great movie in general, though. I mean, all star yeah. cast once again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she had the crush on on Brendan Fraser in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, Let me ride your radmobile. Like, <laughs> uh, yes, please. <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna watch Encino Man this week. It's such a good movie. I gotta watch. You should watch The Craft. Such a great Halloween candy. movie. <laughs> such a great Halloween. Movie. Um, I'm any other my notes? Number one. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, Encino Man. <laughs> any other notes about the craft bill you wanted to call out? Um, it's just criminally underrated. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again tonight. Oh, I'm gonna check it out. Good point. <clears throat> Give it a shot. All right, That's for all I'm me, asking, just a shot. Uh, for me, I've got a, a kind of a newer edition. So this is a film that I watched a couple months ago that will now now be on my list of must watch horror films at Halloween. It is Halloween themed, Halloween based, and a fucking terrifying, low budget but amazingly filmed, uh, written and everything about this film, um, is terrific on a super shoestring budget, um, much less than idle hands or the craft. Um, and that's, uh, 2016's, um, terrifier, um, written and directed by Damien Leone. And this is a film that, uh, features a sort of, um, really fucked up clown that is kind of like very mimey in the sense it's like a black and white uh themed colored clown and he's like super sadistic and it's like a a film of a cat and mouse kind of chase on halloween night and it's this brutal um tons of crazy death scenes in it um and just they they do such a great job in this film um if you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's a free watch on like Tubi or something, but this is worth, if you like sort of that grindhousey style horror film and you want to be actually terrified, <laughs> Terrifier is the film to check out. So I um, want to call out Art the Clown is an underrated horror villain and uh, is brilliantly played in this film. So uh, definitely check it out if you haven't yet. I just want to say I have not seen the movie, but I've heard about the movie on real thrills podcast. And I don't know if I want to see this one because I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to scary movies. And from, yes. uh, you from the breakdown don't, of that, you do not want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I, from what I've heard from that podcast, no breaks. Yeah. I'm afraid <laughs> it's, there it uh, again i don't know how they did it on such a shoestring budget and made it look like a fucking you know 50 million dollar film but they did it um the uh, the effects in it are amazing the writing is great the acting is great um it's it's yeah it, the budget was like $100,000 like it's wow. nothing to make a film and i'm telling you it looks like a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollar film. Like it just, it, it's amazing the way, what they did with this film. Because the right 
director and crew can make an amazing film on a low budget. You know, Jaws is one of those examples. I mean, this movie is another one of those examples that you can get quality with just a little bit of elbow grease and a quality script. That's a good point, Andy. Also, the craft, um, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> but there's no giant sharks, Bill. That's what I'm hearing him say. Uh, just wait for the director's cut. <laughs> the craft, once right. again, it's a good movie. I, I, good. I, you're you're underrating it, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Bill. I will I will watch the craft when you watch Terrifier. How about that? Well, All right, deal. A hundred percent deal. Okay. And that should be tonight. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right, let's. We're 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 getting a little long winded here, so we're gonna finish it off with Jared with number one, and we're gonna go right into the playlist selection. All right, for my number one, I'm going Evil Dead Two at 1987. Ooh, Sam nice. <clears throat> Another classic. It is. It's another example of what they did with a little bit of money because yep. it's pretty much the same thing as the first one, but a couple extra dollars for effects and stuff. <laughs> no cardboard cutout of uh, him flying through the forest in that one, like in Evil Dead. Yeah. Where you're like, that is for clearly... As cheap as it was, the first one was like pretty over the top. I forgot how like... Still great. I love all of them. It was. Oh, yeah. Cla- I mean, Army of Darkness is my favorite. Um, I haven't seen that in a minute. It's, but Let's I like the more horror time. comedy aspect of Army of Darkness better than I like the, had the first stuff two. layered in. Yeah, because they're they're they're, they're all funny. It's just that yeah. Army of Darkness did that a little more, and I was like, yeah. I mean, because Bruce Campbell's one of my all time favorite actors. Like, he's <laughs> probably one of the few actors that I would actually hassle on the street and be like, dude, can I get a picture with you? Like, can I get your <laughs> autograph? <laughs> Most actors, I'd probably be like, oh, oh cool, like. Oh, I saw someone's like, oh, hey, Conan O'Brien just walked by. And be like, oh, cool. All right, it's Conan O'Brien. So I was like, that's Bruce Campbell. I'd probably turn around and be like, Bruce. Be cool. I'd probably Bruce. say hello. Bruce. Bruce. It's the year 2000. No, that's a quality, quality choice. <laughs> right, Love it. The songs. <clears throat> uh, number one, Ghostbusters. Classic. Okay. Ray Parker Classic. Jr. Need it. Bustin makes me feel good. Right. <laughs> Bustin makes us all feel you know, good. <laughs> I'll, I'll see your good um, kind of funny song, and I will raise you one, Ramon's Pet Cemetery. Is that a funny song? It, yes, absolutely. If you listen to it, it's a funny song. Okay. Is what if you says, don't listen I don't to it? Be buried a funny song? In a pet cemetery, I don't want to live That's my true. life again. Come on. That's true. Fair point. It's kind of sad to me. <laughs> yeah, that's extra positive. Gotcha. All right, so I've got those two added to the playlist. Bill, what you got? I, I'm going to go uh, movie also. I'm going to go uh, This is Halloween from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And this is from Danny Elfman uh, from Oingo Boingo. Uh, do you know <laughs> what other amazing don't, song don't, that he yeah. created? <laughs> don't. Don't do it. <laughs> he created a theme steal. song. Don't. <laughs> from The Simpsons. Oh, okay. oh dude, yep. it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love uh, This is Halloween, so got to be on the playlist. I like it. That's a great one. 
All right, I am going um, one of the greatest uh, boogeyman-esque songs of all time. It's frightening, it's beautiful, it's all of the above, and that's Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster nice. Cult. Nice. <laughs> the Stoned Age has forever changed my view of that song <laughs> jared we talk about the stone age on the halloween podcast so you got to check it out yeah all right. <laughs> all right jared what's your next song uh thank you bill because i'm going weird science by Oingo nice Bongo. that's such a good <laughs> yes. song too it's so good absolutely <laughs> it's my creation oh such a good song Incredible! That's you know, a good I'm film gonna get, too. Yeah, your science is a great film. I'm gonna get a little creepy on us by mm. Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. Nice. I always feel oh, you like hit my, <laughs> somebody's watching me. You hit my '80s bone right and there. I, I that, love it. That, that Michael Jackson fellow. And I got no prophecy. Ooh. Oh. All right. Nice. Nice. All right, so I'm just a dumb punk, so I'm going to be calling all skeletons from Alkaline Trio. Ooh, good one. Nice. And we're going to be calling all skeletons. We're going to see Alkaline Trio next week. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. So, so, or, or should Wait, I say, hell yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, thank God. We're going to be jacked on green beers. All right. Gonna stop. <laughs> um, wait, I, is it my turn? Good morning. Yes. Or yeah, your turn. turn. Okay. Um, I'm going with a, a classic for the genre again. They, they, you could pick a million out of this, but I'm going Astro Zombies by The Misfits. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, they got a few for sure. Hope for the worst covered that, and it was well, maybe not incredible. It was a lot of fun. Did we cover that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we I covered like four, four misfit songs. Okay, good deal. <laughs> All right, so we got a good list so far. Let's keep it moving. All right. Uh, since you've gone Rockwell, Andy, I feel like I need to complete the set and go Thriller. Ooh. What Halloween playlist doesn't complete? <clears throat> that a little Vincent Price and Michael Jackson. Noise. Yes. The, oh God. And you gotta love the solo by Eddie Van Halen. Just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make this playlist a little more metal. I'm gonna go with Rob Zombie's Dragula. Oh you fucker. Nice. <laughs> the and burn. Burn. Witches. Slay them in the back of my Dragula. <laughs> All right. It's added. Bill, All please right. take us to a normal place. Oh, I'm not going normal, my man. I'm going with. Uh, there was a nightmare. On my street <laughs> with a fresh prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Ooh, somebody's getting sued. Beautiful. <laughs> Got it. All right. And I am going. Um, I gotta rethink a little bit because you guys took two of my choices. Um, I'm going with the classic theme 
by John Carpenter, Halloween. Oh, that's nice. an iconic song. That's so good. One of the best. If not the best. No, let's be real. That's the best Halloween. It's yeah, the greatest. It, it, yeah. All right, Jared. Keep us honest. Uh, well, I'm still going to do it because I need to. Misfits Halloween. That's the number Ooh, that's one. That's a good one. Absolutely. Oh, there, it's got to be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it to classic uh, Werewolf in London. Ow. Noise. <laughs> yeah, that's, that of is London, a classic. Warren Zevon. Yep. Okay. Just want to verify. Uh, once again, dumb punk over here. I'm going to go with Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards Army of Zombies. <laughs> All right, it's added. Um, do to do. I'm running out. Hold on. Um, I am going. Um. Oh, I'm going with the Adams Groove by MC Hammer. Say what they want to say, Adams family. That's right. <laughs> MC Hammer did that one. Yep. It's it's a vibey Halloween song. <laughs> Jared, what you got? Anything? Anything left? I got a bunch of crossed off stuff. <laughs> yep. Can I jump in here? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, can I go with Adam and his package? My mind is playing tricks on me. Oh, One of my so favorite, good. favorite Halloween tracks. When me and the ghetto boys went trick or treating. Oh, that yes, that is a good one. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to make this even funkier. I'm going to do I Want Ooh. Candy by Bow Wow Wow. No. All right, um, quick one issue. Adam and his package. That's not available on Spotify. Oh, man. But I will put Bow Wow Wow, I Want Candy on the list. I don't think any of my uh, songs left are going to be on Spotify. <laughs> but you oh, might I'm go to, to make a, YouTube. You can still pick it. <laughs> yes. You can definitely go to YouTube and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone up for Monster Mash? Ooh, it was a mash. All day, every day. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and add that. I'm going to throw one more out there that's not going to be on our Spotify playlist. And it hurts me because Soupy will not release this record. But Zombies Are the New Black by The Wonder Years is an absolute Halloween must. Song is a banger. <laughs> nice, so please nice. go check that out. Bill, I'm kind of surprised because uh, I know it's one of your favorites. I, or at least I think it's one of your favorites. Zombie Zoo, Tom Petty. 
Oh snap! Great call. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll sub we'll sub that out. It sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, also, one of my favorites. If y'all listen to the Guilty Pleasures um, pod, "Zombie" by the Cranberries. Definitely a must. Halloween one during a Halloween. Wick, do you have any more on there to round this list out? Um, let me see what we have total in our list right now. It's a it's a fifty minute playlist. Nice. Ooh. One, two. Fifty minutes. We've got of fifteen. Fun. We got fifteen tracks. Can we pull out five more? I think we can. Ooh, okay. Um. Or hold on, no, no, hold on, hold on. That's not our. That's not our list. That's my old list. Hold on. Hold the phone. I'm trying to find it. Uh, where the frick did it go? Four one three Halloween. Yeah. An hour and sixteen minutes. One two. <laughs> this is a party. We got twenty. We're good. We're good. Well, what's, we got Jared, also, what's the one you 20. thought of though? I want to know what it is now. Let's go twenty one. I was gonna go. Uh, it saves a day and go bones. Oh yes. yeah. I don't care if we go over. It's We're really picking bones. But all that stuff. Darkish. Quality saves the days. That is a great call. Yeah, you could probably put a lot of uh, stuff from Sound the Alarm on that list. Yeah, mm -hmm. a probably a couple <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins tracks you could throw on here. Um, you could throw probably anything from Cannibal Corpse. A lot of Marilyn Manson could certainly fit on this list. Um, yeah, I put a spell on you and all that. Yeah, you could go class a classic, but. Um, That's more Andy Man. So, well, a couple. Say, we could do the five other, little pumpkins, but I mean, <laughs> there's definitely some great '80s tracks out there. Like, if you want to listen to scores, going back to the um, Nightmare on Elm Street score is a fantastic '80s, like, good kind of uh, vibey Halloween track you oh, could certainly put in there. Also, a bunch new of uh, Alice Cooper ones, right? Oh, definitely. Man Behind the Mask from yeah. from Friday the 13th. He did like two of them, I think, didn't he? He had a, he had a bunch. Um, I also want to throw out um, a great theme that's m newer, but kind of very reminiscent of the 80s is the Stranger Things theme. Absolutely. Super synthy. It's a great, great spooky one definitely. to play. It gives you that it's vibe. super spooky. Yeah, love it. All right, well, we've got our lists. We've gone over films. We've gone over a playlist. We'll make this available to everybody. Happy Halloween to you all. We're calling it a night. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you again next week. Peace. Later. Bye.